Club Soda Club. We're three friends, each with our own sobriety story. Sharing our personal experiences and what we've learned along the way about leading a new alcohol-free life. Uh, hey, everyone. Welcome to the 15th meeting of the Club Soda Club. Going to take some roll call. Uh, Scott? Present. What? This is so much less impactful with two people. But like, yeah, I'm, I'm Derek. I'm, I'm also present. Yeah. 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 How are you holding up, man? Hey, I'm, before we do anything, uh, I'd like all our listeners to wish Scott a very happy birthday uh, because he celebrated that. Uh, when this episode comes out, it would have been two days ago. So, Scott, happy birthday, man. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, I don't feel a day over 42. That's good, because that's <laughs> you were literally I'm one, literally one a day over forty two. Yeah. 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 It's great. How was how was the whole pandemic birthday experience? Did you uh was it radically different from your traditional birthday experiences? Um, yeah, because normally when it's my birthday, I like people to try to plan things for me and then like for me to turn them down. And then I'd be like, ah, it was my choice not to do anything. <laughs> but this time because it was imposed. Uh, I, yeah, I didn't have any choice. Well, we had, we had uh, my mom and dad and my sister and her family over yesterday to sit in the driveway. Okay. So, oh, that flies back, Derek. I can see it. There's a big fly in my garage, everybody. So if you hear buzzing, that's what's up. But yeah, we have, uh, we have a new co-host. As long as that flies sober, it can totally take. He's just kind of flying around in circles, so I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure. He, he seems it's sketchy. Hard to tell with those guys. It's hard to tell. But yeah, no, it was good. Uh, uh, we did. Um, we did a takeout dinner that I thought was going to be like my birthday dinner on Sunday night. And then we did another takeout dinner last night from a different place that I liked. So yeah, it was good. Damn. Two, yeah. two meals that you like in one week. Well, this is, it's absolutely unprecedented that that would happen during a pandemic. Cause normally it's like, what is left in the freezer? Let's eat it. <laughs> You've been doing the hello, hello fresh thing lately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we did. We did the, the we did the one week and it was uh, pretty good. Uh, not sponsored, but shout out to Derek for the uh, discount code. Uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was I was surprised that it was uh I I don't know why I thought it was going to be shitty, but yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah, the the recipes are surprisingly good. I've been doing it uh, almost exclusively for like two two or three months now, yeah. four months maybe. It was definitely pre pandemic that I started, but yeah, recipes yeah. are good. Yeah. Uh, that's that's all I can. I, it yeah. like gave me the opportunity because before that I would just like grab whatever was convenient at the grocery store, and like me and my kid would end up eating like a lot of shitty really processed food yeah. um and this this kind of got me back into uh just cooking cooking stuff again yeah like not- yeah we've been pretty good with like w- we cook a lot of stuff normally here um but it also it gets pretty repetitive because you just sort of fall into a shitty rhythm of the same meals all the time so it was nice it was a little a little bit of variation not like huge huge variation but you know different enough that it was uh, it was enjoyable so welcome to the HelloFresh podcast. My name is Scott, and Scott. I'll be joined today by uh, my friend Derek, who's also HelloFresh. He's, he's a freshie. Uh, if you work for HelloFresh and you're listening to this <laughs> podcast, and you would like to pay us to do the thing we just did for free. Yeah, yeah. I feel oh. like we've done this backwards. There's an opportunity, right? Why yeah. buy the cow and uh, something about milk? Something about milk. Yeah. Cool. 
All right. So let's talk hey, about hey, like actual stuff. We're gonna do that. What, yeah, what's well, up? I, what, what happened with you this week? Anything cool? Uh, so I took, uh, so I initially had booked off. Uh, it was Memorial Day weekend in the States this past weekend, which is like <laughs> their unofficial kickoff to summer. Yeah. Uh, for whatever reason, Canada has theirs a week earlier, uh, despite the fact that it gets summery here much later. I, think, than, I than don't the, think the that US. Queen Victoria could pick when her birthday was. She, yeah. Well, come so. on. Yeah. <laughs> then we just get a, a different queen with a later birthday. <laughs> Maybe the, the start of June. But uh, yeah, so I booked the weekend off. I, I booked like seven days off to go down to uh, my girlfriend Kate's family owns a beach house on the Jersey Shore. Uh, and I had originally planned to go and do that. Uh, and then this, uh, you know, pandemic happened, border mm-hmm. got shut down. Uh, so I took five days with my kid and just drove, drove up to my hometown, which is Salmon Arm and spent some quality time with my parents. Um, I will say it's the most useless vacation I've ever been on because like the shit I would have normally done to relax, like go to the beach or go swimming in the lake. A, the weather was really shitty. Uh, and B, all the businesses were closed and people were really sketchy about like getting together and hanging out. So there was none of that. The, uh, the fly is on my laptop. Oh, it just flew away. Okay. He's still here. Yeah. <laughs> we'll give we'll give him some uh some hot sober tips. It's a big um, one. Jesus. It's, it's a murder hornet. <laughs> <laughs> um so in our last episode we had talked about uh the first time that we drank. Yeah. Um and this time Scott had the brilliant idea of, you know, let's let's do the bookends thing and talk about the last time we drank. I was due um, for a good idea. And you, I mean, you do have, you know, one, one, one. every year. One. Uh, one. So because you led off with this one, I think you came up with this the day. Was this your last idea as a 41-year-old or your first idea as a 42-year-old? Ooh, probably last as a 41-year-old. Nice. Snuck so, it in under the wire. Not bad. Good job. Not bad at all. Thanks, man. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I mean, it, it makes sense. Uh, Scott, I know for you, uh, and I'll let you tell your own story, but, uh, I know for you, it was less of a, a dramatic, you didn't really get that like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That hard rock bottom moment where you were like, fuck no, I'm quitting drinking. Yeah. Uh, whereas I'm the opposite of that. But, uh, <laughs> Scott, tell us about the last time you drank. So I remember the exact day and the exact uh drink that i had where i was what we were doing uh it it was 2016 is that right does that math check out yeah it does because that's four and a bit years ago january 2nd 2016 we were in victoria for new year's and uh we had done like the new year's dinner and we were coming home on the third and we were just sitting in our hotel room on the second and I had grabbed some uh, lighthouse IPA from the, uh, the beer and wine store around the corner from the hotel. And I was about halfway through drinking a beer and I thought, why the hell did I buy these? Like I'm just sitting in my hotel room doing nothing because we have a kid and she needed to go to bed and we were just hanging out and I'm like, what the fuck was the point of buying this beer? Why did I need to buy this beer? This is stupid. And I just decided right then that I was doing a dry January because I'd read somebody earlier in the day was like, I'm doing a dry January. And I'm like, that sounds stupid. 
And then like later in the night, Sounds I'm, like like, an awful idea. I'm like, I'm going to do a dry January. And now it's four and a half years later. Um, yeah. But I, I never intended for it, for it to be uh, like a long-term thing. And that's the crazy thing about my sobriety is it wasn't a big revelation that I needed to quit drinking, but it is unreal how much it actually affected my everyday life. Uh, just in every way, relationship wise, job wise, uh, mental health wise, being a dad, all that stuff is like, I didn't realize how much my drinking was interfering with all that stuff. And I didn't have to have like a big kick in the face. What are you doing with your life moment? It just, I think I was lucky in that regard. And I think that I'm pretty grateful for that now. Um, but yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't always have to be like a big thing to quit drinking. You can just do it and then realize later on that, wow, I was really an absolute fucking train wreck and I just didn't even know. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's like, I love that because it's such a like, it's such a simple, but a really powerful question. It's like, I think if anyone who, um, who drank certainly as much as I did. Um, but anyone who even just like asks the question, like, why, why am I doing this? Why do I need to do this? Why, why do I need alcohol? Like, what is that compulsion? Um, I, I don't think a lot of people would have a really valid reason for, for doing it. And, um, I'm saying that without judgment as, as a sober guy, but like, you know, I'd be hard pressed to be like, if someone gave me, I can't think of an answer that someone could give me if you were like, why do you need that? And, and I would be like, oh, right. That, that makes perfect sense. Like you need yeah. alcohol for that reason. Yeah. Um, so that's, I mean, it's really cool that, uh, that you did that and you kind of uh, arrived at that conclusion completely on your own. Yeah. Um, because you never really had that dramatic rock bottom moment and you more just kind of like started a dry January that never ended. Um, do you do you just accept like do do you honestly think that you'll you'll never drink again like is that is that a thought that that has entered your mind or yeah or- i don't i don't i honestly don't think that i will um like i'm i'm certain at this point that i won't um i think for the first maybe year i was like i can drink i'll drink again one day you know maybe and then it got like less and less oh, maybe i'll drink again one day um, but like, it's just so hard to overlook the fact that it, my life is immeasurably better without it, you know, and I can't in every area, in like it's every not just like, area. I yeah. got a little bit healthier. It's like everything no, got better. everything, everything, right? Like it's, it's crazy. It's, uh, yeah, it, <laughs> even just talking about it now, it's kind of overwhelming because like, it didn't seem like that big of a thing at the time, but looking back, it's like one of the best things I've ever done. So. Yeah it's, yeah, it's pretty wild. Good for yeah. you, Matt. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Um, so, Derek. Did you ever... Well, did stop, I, before... No, 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 okay, what? So, what? So, did I ever what? I'm excited. Did you... Before you hit that conclusion, and where you asked yeah. yourself the question, you stopped drinking, were there any moments over your drinking career, um, you know, the, the previous three or so decades, um, where where the thought crossed your mind like 
oh, fuck, I need to stop drinking or I should drink less or why am I like, had you ever oh, yeah. asked yeah, yourself yeah. that before? Yes. Yeah. A lot. I mean, quite a few times, actually. But I don't I think it was always like maybe the day after uh, like a big party or going out with buddies or something and drinking way too much and just feeling like absolute shit the next day and like, oh, I'm never going to drink again. But there was honestly a few times when I did some really stupid shit, like probably drove when I shouldn't have. Uh, I remember one time I basically lied to my buddies and just said I was going to go sleep in my truck. They're like, okay. And I went and fucking drove home. Like just Classic, annihilated, yeah. right? And uh, um, I, I, I remember, this. that's how scary this is, is I remember all of a sudden I was going the other way on the highway. And I'm like, Jesus, how am I not going towards my house right now? And I had actually got off the highway on an exit, gone over an overpass and gone back onto the highway. The other way. Going the other way. Completely unconscious. Like, yeah, like, just like, why, why did I do that? You know? And then I'm like, well, yeah, maybe I shouldn't be doing this anymore. But that was years before I quit drinking. So yeah, there, there, there probably could have easily been a huge wake up call moment. And it's just sheer stupid luck that uh, that that never happened to me. But I'm glad that I found uh, like a different way for to realize that I should uh, maybe give it a rest. And and the realization was like well after I actually quit drinking. So yeah, it was it was yeah. Was there ever a time um, when you would have those those realizations or those thoughts when you were still drinking that that you attempted to sober up or take a break? Or was it basically like after the hangover receded, you were like, you know, maybe I don't have that much of a problem. Like, yeah, I'm, mo- I'm okay. it was most it was mostly here. that. Yeah, it was mostly the second one for sure. Uh, I think we did dry January a couple or sober October. Is that a thing? Yeah, we did sober yep. October a couple of years and uh, that was fine. Yeah, but it was just. See, I like, could never even. I could never even do those. I would. I would be yeah. like, okay, sign me up, sober October, not getting drunk till Halloween, and then I would yeah. make it till the first weekend, and then I just yeah, yeah. go out and get shit. Like I couldn't even. I couldn't even yeah. go a month uh, without doing it. Yeah. So we we would do. I think we did a couple, um, but it never it never stuck, and I never really. It was always like I can't. Man, I can't wait for this month to be over. You know, <laughs> so I can yeah. start drinking again. Cause it just seems so boring because that's what my whole social life was based around too, was getting drunk with my friends. So yeah, they, I did, they didn't really hang out with them at all when I wasn't drinking. So um, yeah, I think that's, yeah. that's probably true for most people. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And then, and then when you did quit drinking uh, and, and we have talked about this before, but did you, was there a, a dramatic shift in your social life? Like did it, did a lot of your friends just kind of, fall by the wayside or your old drinking buddies or um, what, what did that look like? Yeah. Maybe not to the extent that I thought um, I'm a fairly introverted guy anyways. So without alcohol, I find myself not going out as much, which I'm totally fine with, but uh, there are a few people who have just sort of faded away. Nothing, nothing like super dramatic or anything. Um, but I was pretty heavily involved in the craft beer industry here in Vancouver. And uh, a lot of those people, that's all they do, right? So if they're going out, that's the only thing they're going out for because it's basically tied to their 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 income. Their right? identity. Yeah, um, and their identity. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, there's a few of those guys I don't really see anymore. Not Not anything like malicious or anything, but um, a lot of people who I thought would uh sort of fall off the map are still you know we still 
chat every now and then and, and whatever. Uh, I've even gone on uh, a couple of uh, brewery crawls for my buddy's birthday every, is it every February? Uh, it is hilarious with these guys that uh, they do the, they do brewery row in Port Moody and uh, I tag along and drink water and watch them get drunker and drunker and drunker. <laughs> and then I drive them all home. So it works out well for all of us because they're very Perfect. entertaining. And then I make sure that they're all right at the end of the night. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, on that note, uh, yeah, I, I, DD is definitely something uh, I wish I would have had uh, back when Good I quit drinking. segue. Wow. Right? Not bad. Um, yeah. Well, so I've talked about this, I think, briefly on this podcast before. Um, I also, I just appeared on... Uh, our good friends, the Sober Cates from Philly, uh, have a podcast called The After Party that I will continually shout out on this podcast. What's up, Cates? Um, uh, how's it going, Cates? We are going to get them on this podcast for an interview eventually once we <laughs> nice. figure out how to do that. Nice. I've only um, ever talked they, to one of the Cates, so I'm looking forward to you, talking to both of the Cates. You talk, you talk to the best one. Um, Ooh, <laughs> that's going to come back at you. I mean, as long as I say that about the one I'm dating, <laughs> Fair I enough. don't know that I could get much <laughs> trouble for it. Um, and I was just interviewed on their podcast, um, kind of about the events that led me to quit drinking. But yep. uh, yeah, like I said on that podcast, I had a lot of moments throughout my life that would have served as uh, anyone else's rock bottom. Like there were issues at work. There were issues in my relationship. I almost got fired from a job. I did get fired from a job. I. Uh, you know, um, there were nights where, um, you know, I, I basically just like poured gasoline on, on my relationship at the time and lit it on fire because, um, I would just like disappear the entire night and, uh, you know, leave, leave my girlfriend at the time at home alone with our newborn son. So I could go out and get shit house wasted with my friends and like crash on a couch downtown. Um, and that continued for a lot of years. Uh, and then finally, uh, on, uh, I think it was a month, it was basically a month, half a month before you quit drinking, um, December 10th, 25th, 2015. Yeah. 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 Um, went out one night with, um, it was a girl that I had used to work with. She had moved to Ireland. She was back in town. She was getting a bunch of her former coworkers together for drinks. Um, Interestingly enough, she is now also sober. Uh, (laughs) Shout out to Lorna, who I know listens to this podcast. Nice. Um, Hi, Lorna. Yeah. Uh, But uh, she, we all got together. It was a Thursday night. It was just supposed to be dinner. Like, there was no reason this this had to be some, like, big fucking dumb drunk event. But (laughs) my my identity at the time was, like, the party guy. And if you were inviting me out, everyone was getting wasted. And we were all going to get blackout drunk and we were going to end up with some funny stories and a brutal hangover. And that was just like, that was me. Like whether you were a close friend of mine or just like you tangentially knew who I was, um, that, that was how I portrayed myself to the world. That was the guy I wanted to be. Um, so we ended up going out for dinner at, uh, Phnom Penh, which, uh, what Vietnamese Vietnamese, right? Yeah. Uh, best chicken wings in Vancouver. Um, delicious food went there. Actually, before I went there, I went to a, uh, bar with my 
uh, ex-girlfriend at the time, had a couple drinks with her because she had just gotten off work. Yeah. Went to the, and the drinks I had at this bar were like double. By the time I quit drinking, my drink was um, bourbon on the rocks. Like that was it. That was what I drank. I didn't, I didn't drink mixed drinks. I didn't drink beer. I drank hard alcohol straight. Uh, cause that was the, that was the level of my, my drinking had advanced to. Yeah. Um, so I had a couple double bourbons on, on the rocks before I even went to dinner. Uh, I showed up at dinner already a little, well, pretty significantly drunk, uh, was just like a, a drunken shit show at dinner, kept drinking at Phnom Penh, uh, and then convinced everyone else to drink with me, except for the responsible people who went home to their families and their kids. Um, and we ended up at, uh, the brick, brick house, brickyard, brick house, brick house, I think. No, brick house on, uh, on main street. Yeah. Um, and, uh, just kept drinking, racked up like a $300 bar tab. Again, this was a Thursday night. I had to be at work. Then everyone had to be at work the next morning, except Lorna, who was here visiting. Um, <laughs> we all got annihilated. And then at 11 PM, like, again, this was like getting drunk on a Thursday night and pounding down drinks as fast as I can so that I can get drunk and then immediately go home uh, and pass out and wake up and go to work the next day. Like, it was just fucking pointless. Yeah. Um, and I don't know what the alcohol was contributing to uh, that evening because I can't, like, this was a good friend of mine. She was in town from Ireland. This was my one chance to see her. I can't tell you what the fuck we talked about that night. I like there were no memories formed except for all the shit that happened after I left. So, uh, got drunk, went and got on, uh, the SkyTrain, which is Vancouver's rapid transit, um, at 11 PM started sky training home. Uh, and I was about three stops away from home and I knew I had parked my car at a SkyTrain station. Uh, and I knew the next morning, Friday, I had to go to work and I had to take my kid to daycare. So I was like, I'm going to be responsible. Uh, and I'm going to grab my car now and take it home so that I can take my kid to daycare tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. So got off the SkyTrain, got into my car, uh, started driving home. and. Uh, the next thing I know I'm coming to and, uh, my horn is going off and my windshield is cracked and there's blood pouring down my face. And, uh, I'm like, like, I had no fucking idea what had happened. I get out of my car and I had, uh, crashed into five parked cars along the road, um, sideswiped a couple and then like head on into another one. Um, and there was a good Samaritan who had driven up behind me. They had seen the accident. Um, they came and made sure I was okay. And they knew that I'd been drinking. They could, they could smell it on me. Um, so I told them that I was just going to get the keys out of my car. Uh, and I jumped into my car and I closed the door and I drove. Uh, and this was after... Uh, you know, the, I shouldn't have been behind the fucking wheel in the first place, but I got back into my car and I drove 10 blocks the other direction back towards the SkyTrain station. Um, and I'm pretty sure my thought process at the time was, okay, this is no big deal. I'm just going to drive the SkyTrain. I'm going to park my car. I'm going to leave it there. I'm going to SkyTrain home and I'll work it all out in the morning, yeah. um, which is honestly what I fucking should have done in the first place. Um, so I ended up driving 10 blocks. Uh, 
putting my car into some guys because it was a dead end street. I couldn't figure out how to get back to the SkyTrain. So I just put my car into some guy's front yard, uh, smashed a tree, domed myself on the windshield again, got like, yeah, like another, I have a giant scar on my forehead from this night. Um, And then uh, climbed out of my car, tried fleeing on foot. The Good Samaritan had followed me um, and basically tackled me and held me down uh, until the cops showed up. So, uh, cops showed up that night, um, arrested me there. Uh, there is actually a, uh, a fucking citizen journalist showed up and videotaped the whole thing. There was a video that was published on a very popular local blog, um, that shows me, uh, hands cuffed behind my back, blood running down my face, like falling over from being drunk and probably from concussing myself a couple times yeah. um, on on the internet. Uh, and I had uh, I had injured my head severely enough that they decided to not take me to jail. They took me to the hospital instead, where uh, I basically um, I remember berating the doctor or the nurse there because I was wearing a suit and they cut the suit off of me because I could have had like neck or spine damage. Yeah. Uh, and I remember giving them shit because of that. And I was like, I, I remember being in the hospital and basically like acting like I was still at a fucking party. Like there, there was no appreciation for the gravity of the situation yeah. um, or that I had almost died or that I very easily could have killed or hurt another human being. Um, and, uh, yeah, I was at the hospital for a while. They they stitched my head up. Uh, they called uh, my girlfriend, uh, who had not heard from me in like three hours at that point, was wondering where the fuck I was and was stressed out. She gets a call from the hospital telling them that uh, your boyfriend is here and he was in a car accident. Um, she came and picked me up and took me home. And uh, I woke up the next morning and it was just like, I felt... Like at that point, I was like, my my entire fucking life is over. Like, I will never ever recover from this. Um, I'm gonna have a criminal record. I'm not gonna be able to travel. I'm not going. Like, there were like tons of fines staring me in the face. Um, and that and I think that was just the straw that broke the camel's back. Because, like I said, there were lots of times that I probably should have quit drinking and recognized that I had a problem before that. Yeah. And for this one, I was just like, I'm so fucking tired. I'm tired of this. Like, I'm tired of always dealing with the fallout of what drunk me does, whether that was something as small as like, you know, getting in a fight with my girlfriend because I slept on a couch and didn't come home or mm-hmm. as big as I crashed my car into five other cars and some dude's yard and got arrested and criminally charged. Um, so I woke up the next morning and I was like, I just, I can't, I can't fucking drink anymore. Like I can never have a drink again because everything I, every time I do something shitty happens and then like sober me has to deal with it. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, I've, I've not touched a drink or any substance since then. Um, and that was, yeah, again, four, four and a half years ago. Yeah. I, I just realized that I keep nodding in response to your, uh, your things that you're saying and people can't hear that. Yeah. That's I mean, it's really fine. Very smart. I, of as me. long as I'm getting the validation. I don't, yeah. Yeah. I don't yeah. Yeah. I'm here for you. Say. Fuck you people. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> so I feel like that, that story could be mine. Do you know what I mean? It I'm very been, yeah. lucky that, uh, that that didn't 
end up being like, I didn't end up having a similar story because I know there's times when I made almost identical decisions. That story about I'm going to take transit home, but I remember where I parked my vehicle. And if I don't take it home, then how do I get to work in the morning Yeah, or whatever, right? I'm, I'm, that is like, I don't want to deal with this in the morning happened to me. I don't even know how many times when I was drinking and I made those exact same decisions. Uh, and I know other people that have made those decisions other than you that have had similar consequences about, you know, um, hitting, hitting parked cars, hitting people, uh, you know, people ending up in, in really bad shape. Um, and it's, it's, man, it's just one stupid decision away. And like, how many stupid decisions do you have to make before that story is also yours? Right. Yeah. So, and yeah, that's, uh, that's something. Well, Mac, that, like it could have happened to me. Like that wasn't even the first time I had driven drunk, like by a yeah. long shot. Yeah. That's what um, I mean. Right. Yeah. And, and in a way, like, and I know people who have, who have gotten DUIs or, and they get right back out of there on the fucking road. And they, I, like the most mind boggling thing to me is that I look at that situation that, that I went through and how I was like, okay, like this is the fucking worst thing that could happen to me. It's time to stop drinking. Yeah. And there are people out there who get DUIs and then uh, they go out and they get another DUI. Um, I, there was just a story on the news the other day of a guy that had two in the same night. Yeah. He like, got pulled over and got his car impounded. And so they sent him home in a cab and then they pulled him over like three hours later in a different car. Different car. Like, <laughs> fuck, dude. Yeah. Like, Even that I get because like, okay, if you were drunk enough to do it in the first place, if it happens in yeah. the same night, fine. But if you get like, uh, you know, three DUIs in 18 months, like, yeah, yeah, you, you need to, you need to dial back the, the drinking yeah. or just leave the fucking, leave the car at home. Something. Like, that's something. Just change something. Cause, yeah. um, yeah, and I mean, every time I see like um, uh, a a drunk like a drunk driving victim story, or like some somebody died from from a drunk driver, or somebody was like hurt or maimed as as a result of drunk driver, yeah. I see that, and I like I just get flashbacks, and I'm like, holy fuck, like that so easily could have been me, yeah. and it is pure fucking luck that it was like there there was nothing there was no skill there was no um it's not like i wasn't drunk enough for that to happen it was it was just pure luck that there was nobody else on the road for me yeah yeah for sure for sure and and say that's the same with uh you know with my drunk driving stories it's just pure luck that i didn't hit anything you know like that night that i ended up like going the other like away from my house after i had been driving towards my house for like 20 minutes and then thinking what how did i get here you know, like that, that blank space in between, who knows? I have no idea what happened in that blank space. I don't remember it at all. So it's just absolute luck that nobody was killed or that I wasn't killed or, or whatever. Right. So yeah. The, and that, the fact that that wasn't a wake up call for me is pretty terrifying too, that, it, that I don't know what it was down the road that made me decide to stop but man, I'm sure glad I did because that was the pattern that was repeating and uh, it would have eventually got me or someone else killed or, or hurt or whatever. Right. So or worse. Yeah. 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 I mean, you, you were like, in a way, like 
I, I know you were lucky because you were able to quit without that. And I'm also lucky because, um, you know, this was objectively the worst thing that had ever happened to me in my life. But like, yeah. if I had uh, gone through a roadblock and gotten a DUI and got my car impounded that way, I'd, I'd still be drinking. Like, yeah. or if I made it home safely that night, I'd still be drinking. Yeah. Um, quitting, quitting drinking and, and sobering up is, is the smartest and best thing I've ever done for myself in my life. Yeah. And it, it would not have happened without that one incredibly shitty event. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. So, you know, I don't know if I've ever heard that entire story, like that detail before. Like I knew sort of the, the, the basics around it, but the, yeah, the hearing notes. The, yeah, hearing the, the full unabridged version is uh man, that's something. So I yeah. mean, good, well, good so, for you for, for realizing that that was it and sticking to it. Like that's, that's huge, man. I would have had to be pretty fucking ignorant to, to ignore that warning sign. But like, um listen i don't want to i don't want to say anything bad about you derek but (laughs) (laughs) shit okay so i am pretty ignorant but uh yeah that was that was like just a big like flashing neon sign like you need to stop drinking now yeah um and you know i'm i'm really grateful that uh that lesson stuck with me um and I'm also like the the way it all came together. It almost seemed like it was just like meant to be like it happened. It was this big, shitty, dramatic reason to quit drinking right before the Christmas gauntlet, which was like the two weeks leading up to Christmas. And then after that, there's like, uh, well, my son's birthday is on Christmas. Uh, my girlfriend's birthday was five days after my dad's birthday was four days after New Year's Eve was right there. And without me having that car accident so fresh in my mind, I don't think I would have made it through that. Um, But, but the way it worked out, it was like, yeah, I still had scars in my head from fucking putting my head through the windshield twice. uh, And my entire body was sore and it was just like, it was fresh in my mind. And, uh, and then that video was posted to the internet and one of my girlfriend's employees at the time uh, messaged her and sent her the link and, and was like, you need to see this. And I was like, holy fuck, like my life is definitely over. I feel um, like, I feel like I, I feel like I've maybe seen that video. You might have, I saw people yeah, yeah, on, yeah. cause I was like obsessively monitoring it. I and bet. I saw yeah, people yeah, yeah. on who I was Facebook friends with liking this post and nobody said a fucking word to me about yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, I feel like, I, I feel like maybe, it wasn't super easy to tell that it was you unless you were really paying attention, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was funny because uh, two, two years, two and a half years after that, I was at my brother's wedding and my cousin from Saskatchewan came up to me and he was like, he was like, hey, I think I saw you, like everyone knew I was sober at that point, but he was like, hey, I think I saw you in this video on the internet. Yeah. Is this you? And I'm like, how the fuck did you like this is a Vancouver blog? How did you see this? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it had somehow shown up for him and and he Im- immediately had it pegged as me. So yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. So the the aftermath of that was uh I got charged with criminal DUI. Um, my blood alcohol content was three times the legal limit. Um, and uh I ended up paying a very expensive lawyer. Uh and I pled guilty to uh, a lesser charge of driving without due care and caution, which is the fucking understatement of the year. Yeah. Uh, and I think it like it really helped me that I sobered up of my own volition because the court, the court 
hearing didn't take place until a year and a half after the accident. By then, yeah. like we could go in and say, Hey, this guy's been sober for a year and a half. Yeah. Um, so I got the lesser, uh, traffic offense, uh, and paid, uh, many thousands of dollars in fines and paid many thousands of dollars back to ICBC because if you drive when you are drunk, your insurance is null and void. Yep. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think all, all in all the, the whole thing probably cost me 30 to $35,000. Wow. Um, so an expensive lesson, but if you ask me now, if my sobriety was worth that much, I would, I would say yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah man. That's, that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking crazy. Jesus. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, ultimately I'm, I'm happy to be live. Uh, I'm very happy to be sober and I'm yeah. happy to be able to talk on a podcast with my sober buddy, Scott. Aw, come on. <laughs> what a guy. What a guy. What um, a guy. That's, yeah. that, that's such a crazy story, man. I'm, I'm, I'm glad that you, uh, you had that realization because uh, I think there's a lot of people out there that don't. So, yeah. you know, you should be proud of that. I was absolutely one of the, I mean, we're both one, one, ones of, ones of, two of the lucky ones, ones yeah. of the lucky ones. Twos of. Um, twos of the lucky ones. That's not a thing. <laughs> twos of the lucky twos. That's a Canadian, um, that's Canadian slang for all you out there. That's what we call yeah, our I, I, two dollar coins. The, 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 the twos, two, of. twos of the ones. Yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> But I like that we kind of represent like two very opposite ends of the spectrum. And like, yeah, oh, yeah. I, I love your story because like, I think most people think that to sober up, you need to have that like rock bottom moment and yeah. like do something incredibly shitty to scare you out of drinking. But like yeah. sometimes uh, I will say it's absolutely fucking easier if you don't get to that point and you just start by asking yourself the question, what is this doing for me? Yeah, it's certainly less expensive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because it did yes. not cost me $35,000 to quit drinking. I mean, it probably did once you got into the like the camera habit and the uh, listen, watch habit. That's and, enough, uh, buddy. You. You know. <laughs> yeah. So, so funny. There's a, a somewhat funny story. Um, uh, me and my wife, we used to fight like all the time, right? All the time. And uh, after I quit drinking, lo and behold, we didn't fight anymore. The fight's and, uh, and uh, so, like, it's got to be a month ago. Like we're in the middle of this pandemic and our washing machine explodes. Right. And, uh, it's an expense that we can't like, well, we can afford, but it's still like a pain in the ass. And how do you get a washing machine during a pandemic and all this stuff. And we actually ended up having a pretty good yelling at each other fight and it didn't last very long. And we sort of looked at each other a little later on and we're like, Man, we haven't had a fight like that in forever. I'm like, yeah, it's been about four and a half years. And four and she's a like, half years. So like, yeah, I guess it is. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's all all the all the man, all the all the stupid little problems in my life were just so easily fixable. And all it took was being like, hmm, fizzy water's pretty good. Yeah. Should drink more of that. And cheaper and yeah. it doesn't make you feel shitty about yourself. Yeah. It's uh, yeah, I mean, wild. I don't know how, how many problems in my life I would attribute directly to alcohol, but I think it was just like, I used alcohol to mask the problems that caused those problems. I used alcohol as like a solution or a coping mechanism for those yeah. problems. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, yeah, there, there were definitely the fights that like alcohol directly contributed to, but yeah. 
Um, I think it was more just generally like uh, there were a lot of problems with myself that I covered up with booze. And then uh, I never, I never dealt with anything because why would you alcohol is right there you can just right. drink away drink away the problem wake up the next day and never have to worry about it again yeah. yeah um so yeah it's it was uh there there were definitely a lot of fights in my relationship after i sobered up but it it's because i uh i became more focused on uh her drinking then um and and there was a lot of just like built up resentment and shittiness yeah. and, then, and then, you know what there like, there's a bit of that here too like my wife is not sober um and you know i don't think that she needs to be it's not my place to uh to tell her if she course not, yeah. yeah but but yeah there is there is you know occasionally some friction amount around uh, amounts and whatever but it's generally fine um, and I think we're pretty lucky that we have been able to make it work. Uh, and I think the greatly reduced amount of screaming fights has been excellent for that. <laughs> Do you like, it, it's interesting that you said that because I'm almost like, I feel like the pandemic and like this whole situation has definitely eroded my mental health to the point where I like, I actually feel like I've regressed a little bit. Um, yeah. like I, I do not have. Uh, as much control over my emotions as I normally do. I'm getting angry a lot more. Um, it was funny, like uh, like I said last weekend, I, I drove to my hometown to spend some quality time with, with my mom and dad. And, uh, you know, for the past three months, I've not seen another car on the road. And I've been like, oh, I miss people. I can't wait until people are out again. And this time they were like, there weren't a lot. There were like marginally more cars on the road. And I yeah. was like just flying into road rage. Like I was like, yeah you know just reverting back to like the same old shit and i was like what am i so angry about like i yeah. should be happy that this is a sign that like we're starting to get a yeah. little bit back to normal yeah like so like my job is considered an essential service so i go to work every day and for the first you know three or four weeks of uh lockdown i guess we'll call it it wasn't really lockdown here but you know what i mean um traffic was like I could have set my cruise control and weaved through all four lanes if I felt like yeah. it, you know, and there was nobody else on the road and it's slowly been getting busier. And I found today that like it, the sort of the typical slowdown spots on the highway on my way home were slowing down again for the first time in two months. And yeah. But I was still home 20 minutes faster than I normally would have been before this all started. But I found myself going, God, oh, fucking traffic's getting bad again. Uh, yeah. You know, like, come on like who cares i got and then i like i got past it and then we were back up to like you know full speed in like 30 seconds and i'm like why why am i getting mad about that Is why that, what the hell man? i should be happy there's we're we're free yeah, things are things are things are going okay here so you know we should be happy about that but yeah it's uh it's funny i feel the same way i feel like my mental health is definitely um taken a taken a hit through all this and i think probably most people's has but yeah. Um, yeah. And I'd like to remind everyone that there are tons of support resources out there. Um, I actually think the government of Canada rolled out some free mental health assistance for people um, in response to this pandemic. So, um, you know, may, I'll see if I can dig some up and link to them in the show notes for this. But uh, again, like, don't don't bury your head in the sand and act like you're not affected by this. Um, because I, I think we all have been to some degree. So yeah. if you're feeling, if you're feeling a little unlike yourself, 
um, there, there are resources and support out there. So take advantage. You know, another thing I've noticed too, is what might be really triggering for some people. If you've just stopped drinking is a lot of the hand sanitizers that are being made right now are being made by like distilleries and breweries and stuff. And they reek like alcoholic beverages. Like they are unbelievably rank smelling and uh you know they might put a little fragrance in them or something but there's some buildings that have some really big expensive office buildings that i work in that have uh these brand new hand sanitizer stations all over the building and when you squirt the hand sanitizer on yourself it's like you're dunking your hand into a bottle of scotch it just smells like, like booze. oh yeah. yeah it's just unreal so i would imagine that that could be triggering for for some people for sure so i don't really have an answer for that but just like don't drink so, hand soap sanitizer. Soap and water. Basically. Don't do yeah. not drink. Yeah, yeah wash it, your hands with soap and water. It will probably kill you if you drink hand sanitizer. So I will Definitely. echo what Scott said. Definitely. Uh, great advice. Yeah, it's gross. All right. Uh, hey, Scott, thanks for sharing your story with us today. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm glad you sobered up how you did. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, th- I think more than anything, that's my takeaway here is like, if you walk away from this podcast, learning one lesson it's be like scott and don't be like Derek, and just ask yourself the fucking question what is booze doing for me why do i need this uh and if you want to do things the really difficult way then yeah you can you can take the Derek route for sure wwsd what would scott do what would scott do we should absolutely get braces yeah. made oh my god that'd be amazing <laughs> think of me think of me well, have like an angel on one side wwsd and then the other side could be wwdd and the, have a little the, devil on it, you know? <laughs> I like it. <laughs> hey, check, check out the Club Soda Club merch store where we will be carrying... We don't, uh, we don't have one of those. Carry, we'll, Come we on. will. It's just a Come matter on. of time. Come All on. right. Uh, what, what's, what's your recommendation this week? What's, what's keeping your mind occupied through the pandemic? Or what's, you know, a delicious meal that you ate or a restaurant uh, you want to shout out? Man. Uh, you know what? I, I want to shout out, uh, out Uli's in White Rock. They're doing... Uh, just a fantastic job with their takeout business um, in a really tough place to make a restaurant work. Uh, And they've been doing, they're one of the only restaurants down in the beach there that has like a full year round customer base. Um, And they've done a great job transitioning through this whole weird time to be a restaurant. And uh, uh, yeah, we've eaten there a couple of times. Tyson, the owner is a fantastic dude. Uh, And he sent me a little video message yesterday on my birthday, which I don't want to say it was better than Derek's, but I mean, they were both good. It's fine. Uh, and uh, In their own separate <laughs> way. Yeah, that's, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were totally different. It's fine. He was very nice to me. So anyways, um, nice yeah, shout out friend, to Scott. You know please, U-L-I apostrophe S in White Rock. And you guys should go check it out because it's awesome. I've, I've never eaten there. What's the, uh, what kind of cuisine? What, what, what are we talking? Ah, uh, man. It's, uh, upscale casual fare with uh some slightly more european dishes but yeah it's it's fantastic yeah it's tasty yeah it's great if i ever leave my house again i will uh i will check it out for one day one day one one day yeah we can only hope um fuck i asked you that and i was like what 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 am i gonna what am i gonna recommend now (laughs) What have I been doing? You're with just looking life? around the house. What I have I been doing around, around here? <laughs> you know, 
I built a marble maze with my son. Oh, uh, I got nice. some Lysol wipes. Oh, I got some partakes on the, the counter, but I think we've recommended those before. Did you, have um, you had the uh, red racer ones yet? I have not. I was, I was looking for them in, uh, in my, my local. It's so fucking weird having to go to a liquor store. It really is, Non-alcoholic man. beer. Yeah, super weird. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, no, I've been, been looking for them. Couldn't find it. They have them at uh, government liquor stores, strangely. Do they? Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for the hot tip. I super will, weird I will to go, go into my liquor buy, store to yeah. buy. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's super messed up. But anyways. I don't think I've been in a liquor store since. Like I've been to a couple cold beer and wine stores, but I've not been yeah. to a government liquor store yeah. in definitely uh, at least four and a half years. It's it's wild. <laughs> okay. Uh, my recommendation. Oh, I'm reading a uh, a book. You forget what it is. Uh, oh, here we go. It's, um, and it was very apt that, uh, it's a really good book. It is, uh, Olivia Lang. It's the lonely city adventures in the art of being alone. Nice. Um, and it's kind of a, a dissertation on, uh, on loneliness. And, uh, basically she like talks about all these examples through pop culture and like famous artists and musicians and people who like exclusively wrote about loneliness. Uh, and she wrote this when she was living alone in New York City. And it was kind of uh, her response to being in this giant metropolis surrounded by people and still like feeling alone and unable to connect with others. Um, so I yeah. thought it was it was definitely a, a timely read for the the pandemic. Yeah. Um, so I, I picked it up and uh, yeah, would definitely recommend. People say that a lot about Vancouver, too, that it's hard to... Uh... Hard to meet people in this city. I haven't personally experienced that myself, but it's something that I hear about Vancouver a lot. Yeah, and I'm like, me either. I, yeah, I've, I've frequently heard that like Vancouverites yeah. are standoffish and snobby and like, yeah. Um, I mean, I I get it because I go to other cities like, and, you're, and you United look States. around and you're like, wow, we're so much better than these people. <laughs> That's I would I would never say. That. <laughs> uh, I but I go to the states and I'm like I thought Canada is supposed to be like the friendly polite nation. Oh, I know, uh, right? And you go to America and like just like random strangers will like have conversations with you yeah. in fucking checkout lines and yeah. like they're the friendliest people on earth. I know. And then you come back to Canada where we're supposed to be the friendly and polite ones and no one really gives you the fucking time of day, but yeah. um I personally have never had problems talking to people or making friends in Vancouver, but yeah, I can same. definitely see how we how we've earned that reputation. Yeah, totally. Cool. <laughs> nice. All right. Scott. I think that's it. I think we're Thanks. Done. This is hey. your birthday episode. Happy birthday, Scott. Happy birthday, Scott. That's me. <laughs> what? And it will continue being you. <laughs> uh thanks for joining us for this episode of the Club Soda Club. Um Oh yeah, you want to do the so? Hey, uh, you could follow me on Instagram. Uh, my name is Derek Boland, but my sobriety account is Van underscore Sober. Uh, I think we're on Facebook too. Uh, yeah, we are on Facebook too. You're yeah, Van Sober. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you can follow me at WFLBC pretty much anywhere on the internet. Yeah, if you right? dare, if you dare, you trademark that shit. Yeah. Um, are you ever worried if, like, when a new social media platform opens up, do you like? Oh, I get in there. The yeah, I get in there. Just, yep. just, yep. just to grab it. Yep. I don't even, <laughs> even know what it, it means anymore, off. but yeah, I still grab it. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty funny. Perfect, man. All right. If uh, nobody else has anything to add, meeting nope. adjourned.
Disclaimer, nothing in this podcast constitutes medical or professional advice. If you or someone you know is struggling with addiction, there are a number of resources available. We'll link to these resources in the show notes for each episode so that you can get the support you need.